Sure. <laughs> I didn't hear any music. <laughs> so, hey guys, Bill Farrell here. Welcome to another edition of Rock Bottom to Recovery. Um, today's guest is Derek Quirk. Um, he actually will be uh, episode 35. You can go back and you can check out Derek's story. Um, it's inspiring, um, you know. Um, and uh, Derek is part of, uh, or is, Revelations Recovery, and you guys have a retreat house in Situate, correct? Correct. And it's a men's 12-step spiritual retreat focused on substance use disorder, healing of the mind, body, and the spirit. Mm -hmm. And with us today is also Anthony Fitzmaurice, a.k.a. Fitzy. Fitzy. Yeah, Fitzy. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never expected that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> with the first name, like Anthony. Yeah. And so... Um, Fitzy, you're also a part of Revelations Recovery. Right? I am. I am. Okay. Very happy to be. And so, um, so guys, um, we are on iTunes and Podbeans. I'll mention that at the end of the um, at the end of the program. We're gonna just jump right in. Like I said, we're not gonna talk too much, Derek, about mm. your backstory because people can go to episode 35 and check it people out. People heard it plenty of times anyway. Well, you know what? You can never hear it enough. Correct. Mm. This is true. Because um, it's it's uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would be able to identify with it. But the most important thing, which we do here is um, want to inspire people that are That's struggling right. with the um, addiction to know that you can have a good life and Amen. you deserve a good life. Yep. And, you know, guys like yourselves are uh, one of the reasons that we're able to do this because um, you're succeeding in the moment, one day by day, correct? That's correct. Right. So uh, with that said, um, Fitzy, let's talk about you. How did you um, always like to know how people got started? Um, in their addiction, maybe right around the age? So I can tell you, um, you know, the unmanageability of the mind was there far before I picked up a substance. You know, the, the further I look back, I can, uh, the first substance I ever took to get outside of me was a bag of Doritos, probably the age of seven. Those cheesy, <laughs> cheesy, know, cheesy right. Doritos, you know? <laughs> it, 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 or like a ring ding, you yeah. know? It was like, um, far before I ever found drugs and alcohol, I would try to find things that yeah. would cure me of, you know, what I would look at and be like boredom or uh, self-esteem, yeah. fear, you know, so I would feed my face with food. I like that. No, no, no. I mean, I've heard, like, I've heard cigarettes, uh, but I never heard Doritos. But I certainly can't identify. You know, when I came to the realization that it was probably the first drug of choice, it was uh, remembering sitting there eating that first cheesy Dorito, and I know people can identify. When, when you get that cheesy Dorito and you're like, all right, where's the next one? Now you're looking in the bag and you're picking them one by one, yeah. and you're still stuck with, like, the corn chips with no cheese on them, and you're still eating them because yeah. you can't stop. Once yeah. you've had one, you know, one's too many and a thousand's ever enough. Well, isn't that the uh, the story of addiction, isn't That's it? That's yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so, uh, so that was around a seven. That's a seven. seven or eight. You know, okay. ring dings and Doritos. I ring like dings it. and Doritos, bro. And where did that where did that go? <laughs> cigarettes. You know, uh, started smoking cigarettes, and then um, you know, probably the first time I could probably get my hands on alcohol, I'd say ten or eleven. Yeah. You know, I remember I, I was always you know the frothy. You know, the frothy top, the old man would send you to the fridge and, you know, you'd pluck the beer open and take a quick one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was always enamored with more of the lifestyle rather than the alcohol at that point. You know, I grew up in a big family yeah. and in that family, it was the get togethers revolved around alcohol. Yeah. You know, you could smell the aroma, you know, of yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the pot in the air. And, yeah. you know, everybody had a good time yeah. from what I thought. You know, and uh, I wanted to grow up quick. So uh, the first time I could get my hands on booze, I did. And probably about 10 or 11. And it never got any better than the first drunk. You know, yeah. the first real drunk is passed out halfway between the kitchen and the um, <laughs> the bathroom. Yeah. I think I stayed there for about two days. You know, I, I heard a lot of things going on, but I, you know, it was more like a dream rather yeah. than a reality. And uh, I couldn't wake up to get, you know, to go and do that again. Yeah. You know, because it's... Uh, you know, the stories came from your buddies where it was like, you should have seen yourself, you yeah. acted a fool, you know. And, uh, you know, what I thought was funny, you know, was really, you know, I look at it now and it humbles me to think that those are the things that I found entertaining, you yeah. know, uh, tumultuous situations <laughs> where, you know, you really have no recollection of what happened, yeah. but, 
you and know. your friends are telling you exactly what happened. And it, yeah. like you said, it's almost like a badge of honor. I did what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you stole a chicken, yeah. you know? <laughs> Why? I don't know, but I got it, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, it. Uh, so that, how did that, um, so that's, I mean, that's common, I think, all of us. Yeah. yeah. Experimenting as teenagers and everything. And, yeah. Um, um, and I've heard that story, like, as far as, like, in the family. Mm. Like, get-togethers. This is what we do. Oh, yeah, Always. big family. Having a good time. Big family. Um, so addiction, hereditary in the family? Yeah, I mean, and, <coughs> and the way that I look at it now, like, the older I get and the more evolved I get, uh, it's, um, you know, it's not just the, the addictive, like, they come out in so many different forms yeah. that, you, you know, someone would say, <coughs> well, you know, you got the bug kit, you know, and it's like, yeah, but you just scratched, like, $200 worth of tickets and you only had 150 bucks, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it just, there's so many different forms and variations of addiction and abuse. And, you know, so I suffered from it all, just like most of us do. If yeah. you peel back the onion, you're going to find a few layers there, you know? And uh, so how long were you in your addiction for? Ah... Uh, you know, I probably started, once I started drinking and using drugs, by the age of 13, I was a full-time, I had a full-time job with cocaine, you know, and whiskey. Uh, so just as recently, I've I had bouts of sobriety through my 20s, but uh, really just at, at 38, you know, I just uh, have found my first bit of uh, recovery, you know, uh, realization, you know, uh, spiritual awakening, if, yeah. if you want to call it that, you know, where all the... The pieces of the puzzle are starting to form a picture. Yep. You know, I just had to kind of keep gaining the pieces along the way. You know, while losing a piece of myself along the way. But yeah, yeah. but gaining so much more. You know, exactly. <clears throat> Which sounds kind of strange, but so you did have um, throughout um, your addiction. Did you have you had? Um, would you go into? Re oh yeah, detoxes, rehabs, <coughs> jail, you know, three OUIs, multiple assault and batteries uh, on police officer, you know. Yeah. I like to say I wouldn't stop unless I got tased, hogtied, you know, or woke up, you know, in a hospital bed or a jail cell, you know, and I wouldn't know what happened. Yeah. You know, so that's... And how, how'd that affect, um, like, your relationships around you? I had a lot of enablers, you know, in the, when you grow up in a large family, you have a lot of people who, you know, they like to point the finger at you because then they don't have to look at themselves, but yeah. at the same time, they love you, you know, uh, and love can be a very messy word, yeah. you know, when, uh, you know, the, the love's not directed in uh, the way where you're trying to f have someone find their way through life yeah. rather than just, you know, enable and, you know, I'm glad you're okay, see you're doing better, and... You know how the cookie crumbles, it just keeps going. But, uh, you know, I just, um, you know, I really didn't have any relationships. I turned into a loner, you know, yeah. because I lived most of my, li my life in my mind, you know. Right. And uh, the relationships I did have, I could say that I walked away and they'd probably say he was a pretty nice guy, but when he touched booze and drugs, he was an absolute mess, yeah. you know. And anything that was in his way, he was a tornado, you know. Uh, yeah, I can identify with that. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It, like, yeah. Uh, my friend's like, oh, Billy, great guy. As soon as they drank, man, it was like a whole, whole different person doing stupid, crazy stuff. Yeah, I was fortunate though. I, my relationships that um, um, were solid because um, I was in the Marines. So yeah. and um, to quit before the age of twenty-one, um, I was fortunate enough to surround myself with people that got it. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't actually keep them from drinking. Mm. But it helped me because yeah. I was like, look at these a-holes. <laughs> My buddies. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, that was me. Yeah. But, you know, they were good. They were good to, to kind of have around because they kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. Yep. Um, you know, and, that, and I look back now, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but those relationships were solid and helped me. So I think, you know, and, and like you mentioned, uh, uh, addiction <clears throat> is, you know, um, you isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and what you think of relationships, they're not... Mm -hmm. It's just other individuals isolating themselves and feeding the addiction. Yeah. You know, so, so 38, huh? 38. Just turned 39. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Made yeah. another year. <laughs> I wouldn't rather, you know, this is the only place I'd, uh, I want to be, you know. Uh, I wouldn't turn back the hands of time, you know, because um, everything had to happen to be exactly where I am now. You know, I don't have everything I want, but I have everything I need. Yeah. You know, um, it's, um, you know, it's like you said, like, uh, I find that, like, there's, there's certain type of... Everybody's built a different characteristics. Like, I'm an empathetic person, so I think 
a majority of what I dealt with is I would give anything to anyone who absolutely wanted it, but I wouldn't give myself what I truly needed. Yeah. Mm. And that was a sense of self. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't willing to take the time to look at the crazy train that ran through my own head. Yeah. You know, but I would sit with you and break bread and I would say, hey, everything's going to be okay. And then turn around and, you know, make an absolute laugh, you know, because it wasn't going to be me. Yeah. It might as well be you. I'll save you because I got to sacrifice myself, you know, and, uh, Honorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, honorable. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Hey, was that know. how you thought, though? Yeah. No, the way I look back at it now, I can see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the relationships that I had in my life. Like I said, uh, most people that you would run into, even if they'd say, no, he's a great guy, but like you said, you know, once he touches booze and drugs, I mean, all bets are off. You don't know who's coming, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, and neither, neither did I, you know? So, uh, why are you 38? Uh, what was it at 38? Or? 38. It had been a process. You know, I, I had um, kind of been in, you know, I was in a toxic relationship, a toxic marriage. And, uh, you know, I continually made decisions based on other people rather than myself. And, um, you know, February 10, 2018, I was laying in bed, you know, um, fueled up on cocaine and whiskey. Yeah. And um, I thought I was dying. And uh, I thought I was having a heart attack when I was laying there in bed. I just was like, which room? Which room? You know, it wasn't that I was going to die. Yeah. You know, because I thought that there was nothing else. You know, I was spiritually, mentally, and, and physically broken. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, the spirit was dead. And uh, and and I was just uh, I was resigned to the fact that it was going to happen. You know, and um, through that, it was like uh, I laid there, and all I could do was pray. Like I, all I could do was pray. And when I was praying, it was just um, you know, it was just like a, a clear thought. You know, they talk about it in uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, uh, the spiritual awakening, where yeah. I could hear a, a voice in my own head tell me the truth for the first time, and I could hear it loud and clear. What did it tell you? It told me that uh, you know the truth. You yeah. believe in me, follow me, and trust me. Okay. Trust me. Walk through your fear. Walk through your fear. Any and all fears that you will see in life, walk through it. And, and I, I took it for just that. You know, from that yeah. moment forward, you know, I... I, I I was so filled with the spirit at that moment in time, but I was also fueled up off of cocaine and a little yeah. bit of whiskey. So I was like, all right, let's see how this goes tomorrow. When I woke up the next day, <laughs> I felt exactly the same. Yeah. You know, I, um, and I had been around long enough where I knew people. And I had been honest with people even when I was using before that, mm -hmm. you know, because they cared about me, you know, and uh, the people, you know, people stuck their hand out to me. I made great relationships, and through those relationships, we, we kept them, you know, and um, that's the beauty of humanity. You know, it's not what you're doing and how you live, and it's... Uh, you know, when people truly know who you are, they'll stick around, like you said. People will try to keep you on the straight and yeah. narrow. But, and, um, you know, just from that moment forth, I just uh, I took everything I had and I ran with it. You know, I, I walked away from a marriage, you know, that, um, you know, I was in a fear of leaving because of my children. I didn't yeah. want to miss my children. I knew the things that would happen if I left. You know, a lot of those things have come to fruition. But through recovery, self-realization, and, and uh, surrounding myself with positive people, I've been able to use that, you know, as a message of hope for other people, yeah. you know, not only will life happen, you know, as I was sharing with Derek earlier, you know, you know, problems, you know, the, the other definition of problem is opportunity. Yeah. You know, one person thinks they have a problem. I, I was given an opportunity, you know, I was given an opportunity to trust and rely on a power greater than myself to get me to the other side of it. And, I, and I've done that. Yeah. And, and, and through that, it's, it's pushed me closer and closer you know, towards the God of my understanding right. and, and closer and closer to people, you know, and people who, who bring that same positive energy, right. you know. So you get yourself around like-minded people. Ooh. Yeah, it's huge. Ooh. Just like an addiction, right? Yeah. yeah. We surround ourselves with like-minded people. <coughs> exactly. Um, and it's a kind of a change. So what did, what, um, so you, you had the little voice in your head that said, you know, walk through your fear. Yeah. So where did that walk take you? Like, where did you, did you go into a detox? Did I you... did not. I did not. <coughs> I didn't go into detox. I actually, uh, I moved in with my brother. I moved mm -hmm. in with my brother and I stayed there for three months and I just went to meetings. And I went to meetings and I went to different meetings and I went to churches. I went to different churches. You know, I chased uh, any sort of spiritual... You know, like I like I drank and did drugs. Anything you put in front of me was gonna go. Yeah. You know, and um, I just basically, you know, I wasn't gonna pigeonhole myself. That I was gonna use the opportunity, knowing I was gonna go through what I was going through to uh, to build a better me. You know, uh, most of all, the first thing I did is I desired a relationship with God. Like yeah. I, I I set out that the only relationship that I desired and I was gonna focus on was one with God. You know, and I found a loving, caring, kind. 
you know, relationship with the God of my understanding, which led me to learn more about me and to love myself, you know, and yeah. in turn, it opened up a lot of me, you know, a lot of the fears, the doubts, the insecurities, the shame. I was able to, um, you know, go to God first where I used to easily, you know, I'd call like you're saying, like-minded people. You know, yeah. you're going to call someone who's going to co-sign your ship real quick and then just keep it moving. Like, yeah, yeah well, he said so too, you know, and uh, yes. so I, I learned how to pray and meditate, you know, <clears throat> and... Um, you know, I, I say it all the time, like, God is the truth, and the truth is God. Why was I running from the truth for so long, you know? And uh, I was running from the truth about myself, the accountability, the truth, you know, uh, right thinking leads to right action. You yeah. know, I had, to, I had to dive into my recovery like I did to my own mind, you know, yeah. because even if I wasn't using, I was batshit crazy. Yeah. If I wasn't drinking and using drugs, I was absolutely um, living in a prison. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I basically, as far back as I can think, I did 38 years behind bars. Yeah. You know, and, well, yeah, you know, I'm a little over a year now, but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So when you, um, let's let's just talk about, <clears throat> like you said, you had to take a look at yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot, that happens a lot. I think we, we had this conversation too, Derek, yeah. like, we really got to look at ourselves. We don't like what we see. And so, um, but, you know what, and I think that's, that's, plays out to a lot of people like um and it also fuels the addiction the mm. guilt and the shame mm -hmm. that we carry and we use um the victim to, mentality yeah, yeah and so but <clears throat> can you talk a little about that um what you looked at um and how you may be able to get through that so people that are, are thinking along the same lines knows that like it's doable mm. you can look at yourself and be okay and i know that has a lot to do with this the spirituality uh yeah. side of it but I mean, it's a lot of it's accountability and truth. Yeah. You know, being accountable for, for my part in broken relationships, mm -hmm. being uh, accountable for not being present in my children's life as much as I thought I was. Because yeah. we all like to think we're doing certain things yeah. that we're actually not. You know, um, being uh, present uh, for people, you know, rather than, you know, uh, I was a taker, not a giver. Yeah. You know, um, you know, in certain relationships in my life and... Uh, you know, I had to look at all the actions and how they were fueled. You know, um, most of them were selfish and self-seeking. Mm -hmm. I was running from something, you know. Most of what I found for me is, like I said, like far, as far back as I can, I can remember, like my mind has been unmanageable, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I haven't had, um, you know, the, the opportunity or the time or the, or the wherewithal to look at that or have people like Derek in my life. Yeah. Where when I'm going through something, like to, to really go into the deepest, darkest corners of my mind. Yeah. Because if I stay alone with that, it manifests. Mm -hmm. Just like my good thoughts manifest. Yeah. The bad ones do too. Yeah. So if I'm hiding something in the back, thinking, well, it's not going to come out, but it's yeah. there if I need it. And then all of a sudden I'm unprotected mm -hmm. or I've gone away from the things that work for me. Before you know it, I'm doing exactly what that, you know, thing in the back. The voice. Corner. The voice. The voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? we, we've talked about that on this uh, podcast that, um, you know, and, and I've talked to a lot of people in recovery, people that relapsed and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, what happened? Well, I stopped doing all the things yeah. that I was doing. Self-care. Yeah. Self-care, uh, self-care. Um, and letting that voice slowly creep up yeah. and distract you from the things that you're doing. Yeah. And it's important to recognize those things. Um, to, to stay on track. But I think more importantly, what you just mentioned is the people around you. So like Derek mm -hmm. is, important. Uh, is important because mm -hmm. you need these people around you. And so how'd you guys meet? Met through a morning meeting through a mutual friend. After yeah. a character assassinated me. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that, Derek. Talk about it, Fitzy. <laughs> you know, it was... Um, <clears throat> I remember seeing him, and I go to this morning meeting, and, and luckily I had, uh, you know, the employer that I'm working for, you know, he's very understanding to the things that I was dealing with. I was yeah. going through a lot of life, and I laid it all out, you know. Um, and I remember seeing him, I'd always see him on the stage, you know, dark and mysterious with the hood, the hat, everything's down low-key, not a lot to say, you know, and I'm a mouth, yeah. you know. And, and what you learn is, you know, when, when you're a person who is... Um, you know, is an insecure person, you know, that usually what you see in someone else, it's, it's an insecurity of your own, you yeah. know, like it's probably something I saw in him that, you know, you know, there was something, there was an attraction. Yeah. But I mean, once we, I mean, I, I think we started chopping it up and it was like, 
absolutely connected. Like yeah. just what we all go through in life. Um, Identical. Certain yeah. situations, kids, just like the whole grand scheme of things, it was like, okay, you know, there's no coincidences. Yeah. You know, it's just God keeping his anonymity. I think that's how he put it to me when, you know, we got a little further down the line. But uh, it's just one of those relationships where when you, you just hit it off and you're yeah. like, okay, let's go. Like yeah. we can do things, you know, because we're both... Uh, Charismatic people who yep. love to help people, um, who love to have a good time, and and it's just uh, like anything. It's it's the friendship that has been built is like second to none. You know, yeah. I I have a few people in my life that I can go to with anything. Yeah. Derek's one, my brother Jimmy, you know, my partner Amy, and um, you know, really that's just that says a lot because. Yeah. You know, going back to the thing that you said previously, like what had changed is I would go to different avenues and different ways and different people always seeking different answers because it was going to give you all of me because if you get all of me, maybe you'll start telling me the truth and you start holding <laughs> me accountable. You know, and in the relationships I have today, it's like it's all out on the table. Yeah. It's all out on the table. So it's like I'll notice behaviors in him from afar and yeah. be like, what's up? You Through know? a text. And, yeah. And, and and usually when that happens, I mean, when you start to connect with people, like energy, energy connects, yeah. you know, and we'll be going through something. I won't talk to him for two weeks. And then when we get on the phone, it's an hour and a half conversation where yeah. it's like, did that just happen? Did yeah. we just have that conversation? Because to a T, you know, the same thing, same life experiences. So it's been awesome, you know, and then and then to work with him. And first of all, to, to watch him see his vision, yeah. you know, see his vision and, um, and, and to can you continue pushing, you know, and, and to do it. And, you know, I, I'm his biggest fan, you know. I'm like, he's Chuck Dean, I'm Flavor Flav. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, what time is it? Like, what do I need? What do you need from me? You know, because it's, life is busy, but I've always, you know, I've always been, you know, just push, push, push. Yeah. Because, you know, when you believe and you believe in other people, you know, the laws of attraction, affirmation, you know, it, it all comes true. Yeah. So that's why we need people around us to, to make sure that we're, we're staying on that path. And, and I, I think that's that's great. Um, obviously, we know people that's the people around us, but um, to be able to have somebody around you that you can truly feel free to be yourself and speak freely. Mm -hmm. That's know freedom. that there's no judgment coming. That's mm -hmm. huge. That's what I call a friend, man, a true friend. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that maybe you haven't talked to in two weeks, but then, you know, as soon as you connect up, yeah. um, you'd be on the phone. And that's and that's yeah. good. It's important. And so, um, and as you said, speaking of vision and being a man of who knows his vision and is that's working it. hard and continuing to work hard. Derek, let's jump over to you. And, uh, you know, the last time we had you on here, episode 35, um, <laughs> where people can go back and hear Derek's um, story. Um, <clears throat> and what you had planned at that time was to get the uh, Revelations Retreat, which is in Situate, right? Back then it was, we, had, we did have a building in New Bedford. Okay, yep. Which was going to be named after my, my nine-year-old, <clears throat> Joseph, which was Joseph's house. Yep. And we ran into some issues down there. And, um, you know, going through that whole situation was very frustrating when you're so close to this dream coming true. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just, I just held on and I just kept on pushing and, and praying and, and asking God, you know, to, to kind of guide me. Um, Asking God, was I was I not? Am I not ready? You know those type yeah. of things. And then the Situate House, a few months later, um, came to fruition. Mm -hmm. Came out of nowhere. Um, and so, looking back, that was just God redirecting us. Yeah, we were already rooted in Situate mm -hmm. um, through the recovery center down there. Yep. And um, so it was just like totally divine intervention. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us about the house. Yeah, so the house is um, <clears throat> the house is in situate on the on the west side, closer to Cohasset. Um, it's very serene. It's an old farmhouse that was restored, so it's all new inside. Yeah. Um, you know, there's twelve beds. We we actually just made it um, more affordable for people because I found quickly found out since we opened that the majority of people that 
have heard about the house and want to come there. They just can't afford it. Yeah. And um, that was really the only barrier that was preventing people from coming. Yeah. Um, and through reaching out to different foundations and stuff to see if they could help with financial assistance, um, they were just unable to. It was, it's a bad time of year. Everyone's yep. doing their fundraising. So <clears throat> after turning people away um, due to finances, I, it started to eat at me. And I'm like, we got to figure out a way to make this more affordable. So we did do that. Yep. So um, we're ready to take 12 guys. Um, we, we have a couple guys in there right now um, and a couple coming in this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically 250 a week. Mm -hmm. um, we're making it, we're keeping the structure of the retreat, but we're allowing guys to mm -hmm. work. We're still running group. We're helping with, uh, if you're coming into the house and you're unemployed, you're gonna be required to be in group. We'll help you with resume building, job search, stuff like that. I'm trying to work on like a direct streamline in town for guys to get work quickly. Yep. Um, which I was actually working on that today. And uh, just bringing guys through the steps, it's a requirement. Um, you know, it's the first and only thing that has thoroughly worked for my lifelong yeah. problem. So mm -hmm. um, that is like the meat and potatoes of the house. So people coming in, they will know that um, they get um, an idea of what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, some people like will say, oh, no, I don't want to do the 12 steps. <laughs> so you automatically know that they're not going to because it's required. And so it's a requirement. Yeah. Which is... Um, we'll refer them out yeah. to other places, that's yeah. all. You Have know? you had anybody that didn't want to do um, the 12 steps? Or? I know you guys just I just had open, a conversation so. with somebody <clears throat> who wanted to come there uh, but didn't want to do the 12 steps. Any particular reason why? <clears throat> Fear. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Self-discovery might find out who he really is mm. yeah. or who he wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, we, you know... Hey, you know, like I told him, I said, listen, I get it. The last thing I wanted to do yeah. when I was this last time around trying to, trying to get sober, I didn't want to be a member of a 12-step of fellowship. I didn't want to do the steps. I didn't want to, I didn't have any idea of opening up a sober house. Yeah. I just wanted to not get high, not drink, mm -hmm. see my son, yeah. and carry on. And then I found the 12 steps in God and my whole life has changed. Yeah. The fourth dimension. Yeah. yeah. Talk about it in the big book. Yeah. So now, um, how long have you guys known each other? <sighs> over a year. Yeah. Yeah. About a year. Over a year. Over a year. Yeah. And so now you're at the house too. I am. And what are you going to be doing there? A lot of what I do <clears throat> is a lot of what I love to, uh, it's, it's a lot of step 11 work, prayer and meditation, you know, and how to feed um, you know, how to feed yourself on a daily basis. Like with the technology that we have, there, yeah. is, there is no time that is not a good time that you couldn't have something playing in the background that's going to feed. You know, and I was going to touch on this earlier is that, you know, one of the things that I truly had to change was everything. Yeah. You know, I had to change the music I listened to. Yeah. You know, I had to change the TV programs that I watched if I watched any and all, which I don't. Yeah. Now I'm usually on YouTube watching, you know, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, Les Brown, um, you know, so many of these guys that are out there with this, this message, this character building message, you yeah. know, um, based, based on the principles and teachings of, of scripture or, or the ghetto gospel, you know, you, you pick up that, that, that big blue book yeah. and, and it's, it's bits and pieces of scripture. Right. So, you know, when, yeah. when, when you boil it down, there's so many different avenues to find little pieces of yourself and who you truly will become, you yeah. know, because you find out who you're not, you know, in the 12 steps. And then, and then, you know, who do you want to become? Right. You know, and, and I can tell you that a lot of my experience is built off of faith, you know, and spirit, spirituality, yeah. and meditation, Buddhism, Hinduism, you yeah. know. Um, you know, there's just so many different avenues. You know, just like I said, I, it, it, whatever you put on the table, if drugs, booze, whatever, I would do it, you know. And, uh, you know, so that's how I, I would like to bring different avenues for different guys, because not everybody, yes. 12 steps is a definite requirement to go through the house and you're yeah. going to find out more about yourself and become someone, you know, who you always wanted to be. I never thought you could be. Right. And, um, but, you know, long lasting recovery I find is built off of the spiritual condition. You know, mm. I have a mind that cannot be trusted and I suffer from a spiritual condition. So, yeah. I mean, I like to beat that home. You know, I like to, um, 
you know, I love to pontificate on different things. I'll blow his phone up all day. You know, <laughs> between uh, you two, <laughs> I love it. I love the videos. It's, um, but yeah. I mean, just to give people a, a different outlook on how you need to spend your time, because it's just like you know, when I first came around the halls of alcoholics, Norms, it's like, all right, good, I'm safe when I'm in a meeting. I wasn't yeah. safe when I left the meeting. Yeah. You know, because that phone was so heavy to pick up. I didn't have real. Yeah really any solid connections to hold on to at that point. Now, now I've put people in my life and, I, and I've gained even more by, you know, throughout the day, like I start off my day, you know, listening to, um, you know, whoever kind of is doing it for me at the, like right now I'm on this thing with Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe, you know, yes. and uh, it's phenomenal, you yeah. know, and, and Les Brown's always a go-to. And then I listen to a lot of worship music, Christian music, rap, but I, yeah. I, I you know, just like I could listen to a song that I used to listen to 10 years ago and it can take me a place that, that I don't want to be, and I could stay there. Yeah. So I constantly have to feed myself positive things. Yeah. So you're really making positive changes. Every time. Yeah, and I, I, I completely identify, as Derek was saying, I, and I see something that, uh, like YouTube, <laughs> mm -hmm. I love YouTube. Yeah. Um, and, um, <clears throat> you know, if I see something that speaks to my soul, you know, it. I send it out. Every um, and uh you forwarded that to me i forwarded <coughs> yeah, to him this yeah. morning yeah and so we're taking care of each other That's it. and um you know when i quit i so it's you know if you listen to the podcast you know i've said it a bazillion times i quit before i was 21 in the marine corps i didn't do aa but there was an aa influence in mm -hmm. my background because of my father and my uncles mm -hmm. so it was there yeah. um but uh i just quit yeah. and um <laughs> and spiritual wise, I didn't connect <clears throat> in until 38. Yeah. We have a lot in common. The scally, your stuff is much well, better than mine. They say between 38 and 50 is yeah. when you start the second half of your life. Like I, I listen to a guy, Richard Moore, and he talks about you start unpacking the proverbial box yeah. around that age and you start the second half of your life. So you start unknowing everything because you question everything of how you were raised. Yeah. Like, you know, the four agreements yeah. will teach you that. Like, you know, all of a sudden you read, like for me, it was like I read the four agreements and I went, oh. You know, I had to look at everything in a different perspective. What are the four agreements? Like the four agreements was to be impeccable with your word was the first one. To yeah. don't take anything personal, to not assume, and to do your best in any and all situations. And then, you know, to be impeccable with your word. Think about all the conversations that you have with people, yeah. and you don't think before you speak, and then you end up regretting it. Like, I had a lifetime of that. Yeah. You know, quick with the tongue, you know, and... Uh, you know, verbally assault, you know, anyone in there because I feel disease or discomfort, you know, not only that's how I was raised, that's how I grew yeah. up. And then, and then on top of that, like you, you go back and we, you know, I'll, I'll say it to these guys all the time. It's like, uh, when you're a kid, you have dreams, you know, you think you can, you know, you can drive a car, you can be an yeah. astronaut and, and society and adults will snuff that out real quick for you. They're going to be like, no, kid, that's not, you know, like, listen, you're an Irish Catholic kid from the South Shore. You're going to go to church. You're going to believe in God. If you don't go to church on Sunday, you're possibly going to go to hell. Yeah. You know. And, possibly. Uh, yeah. Right. So you you know, th th you're misinformed by the misinformed. Yeah. You know, and that's the beautiful part of, about unpacking that box is because I've learned that like there's religion and there's spirituality. You know, the the most influential thing that's happened in a church in the United States since they've been incorporated <clears throat> is what's happening in the basements, not what's happening upstairs. Yeah. You know, because you're really getting a true indication of what the spiritual teachings of Jesus are. I mean, that, like, that's Alcoholics Anonymous is built off yeah. of biblical terms and, yeah. and teachings. You know, so it's um, it's amazing to know that I'm a part of that and the divinity behind that. And then if you follow and know anything about, like, I follow Jesus, and, yeah. and, and and it's like the people that he picked. It's it's no, you know. I'm not surprised that we're sitting here, you know, yeah. men who have all been through some things, traumatic things, have been on the edge in the brink of death, whether it be physically or spiritually, and, and wanting to help others because you know what it feels like to be bankrupt and be yeah. low and be looked down upon and feel shameful or remorseful, you know, and, and that's what he wanted us to do, not yeah. to sit up taught. Like society will tell you that it's like, all right, cool, like, all right, everybody rolls in on Sunday in their best, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's Mrs. Jones, and I heard Johnny, you know, and I said, go, that one's a bad seed, you yeah. know? And, uh, 
you know, but then they all go home and they're supposed to be these, you know, religious people and, and then they will just talk about everybody yeah. as if that doesn't stink. <laughs> yeah. You know, where when we're going in the basement, you know, society will do the same thing. You look at the guy on the side of the road and he's begging for change and people look down on him. Yeah. You know, I know what it feels like to be that guy. I know how it feels to feel the way that he feels. Right. You know, I, I know how it, it feels to be judged, to look down upon and that's... That's where a lot of like, uh, that's why I love Buddhism, you know, yeah. to end all suffering. Yeah. You know, and that's what I want to do. I, I want to be, you know, to end all suffering, live a compassionate life full of kindness, you know, and that happens in those church basements. Those yeah. happens in those rooms and those halls. Yeah, yeah. isn't that funny? Like, uh, 38 was when I kind of like, was like, oh, something's missing. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. And for me, it was a spiritual connection, as we spoke before the podcast started. It was realizing that my higher power is personal and real. Yep. And, uh, and it's made all the difference in my life. But I was sober yeah. the entire time, but I was still dealing. Um, and so, and here on Rock Bottom to Recovery, guys, if, if you're listening or whatever and you agree or you don't agree, that's fine. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. We just want... Um, an opportunity for people to hear other people's stories, see how they got clean, how they got sober, how they're growing and maturing in their sobriety. Because um, maybe you might hear something that works for you, and that's exactly what we want to do. Um, I didn't do AA, but I'm for AA. I'm for the 12 steps because I've known so many people that just, uh, it has helped them. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe personally, if it can help one person, it can help another. But maybe you have to get there on your own um, somehow, but you know, we're here. Yeah. We're here to help you, um, to guide you. And so um, um, I think, uh, what are we looking at for time? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Is there anything, um, Derek, that you want to share, that you want to talk about? Um, Fitzy, no. Fitzy covered I mean, a lot, but uh, yeah, no, did I very well. When you <laughs> said you like to, to talk, Fitzy loved to talk. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's all good stuff and when it's I, needed to be heard. So When I, when I asked him, to run it you know to get involved at the house which was a no-brainer yeah he's like well what, what do you want me to do and i'm like just do you yeah that's all yeah you know um no we got um <clears throat> we got a lot of good things going on over there um i mean we made the changes to accommodate more people because yep. i think that was very important um you know me working in the public sector for so long um, I get my phones nonstop, yeah. and um, that demographic is so large compared to the demographic that typically is catered towards private retreat living. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, like, <clears throat> you know, I got love for, for everybody, but, like, <clears throat> my real people are, like, the hopeless drug addicts, like, yeah. mass health, broken homeless, like... You know, those, there's such a, a, a big amount of people that, um, and I was trying to rack my brain, like trying to figure out how can I get these people in? Like, yeah. what do I, you know, so making those changes was huge. Uh, we just, just announced it this week. Good. Um, so I'm, I'm really see, I'm, I'm really excited to see how that goes. Um, also we have, um, you know, we got another, uh, we got a great team. We have Josh Orleans from Situate, um, who does recovery coaching full time. Yeah. Um, he's Love in the program. He's, yeah, oh, you've got to get Josh on here. He's, Josh uh, is my guy. when I met Josh down at Situate, he was in early sobriety. And he, you know, like <clears throat> when you're around for a little while and you meet somebody and they just, they have this aura about yeah. them and this energy. He, I could feel it every time I was around him. Mm -hmm. Could see it. I could see it, yeah. I could feel it, I could hear it. Yeah. And um, we started going to a lot of the meetings where, you know, down that way. And uh, I remember telling my girlfriend, Samantha, I said, when we get this house, I said, he's coming. Yeah. You know? And um, so we're excited to have him. He, he runs a uh, group there on Monday nights and then, um, Ken Feldstein, <clears throat> who used to be the director down in Situate at the recovery center, he uh, he brought Refuge Recovery in. Mm -hmm. Just to add another piece, yeah. you know. Um, you know, trying to, <clears throat> without reinventing the whole wheel, just trying to offer some stuff to right. these guys. 
uh, to really, really embrace this whole recovery movement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we hooked up with a gym in Situate. Um, we have a house membership, so anybody that ever comes through that house has a membership included. That's excellent. Um, we're doing in-house haircuts. My barber comes to the house, cuts the hair in the house. We bring them out to house outings. I want to get them down to like Fenway. I want to bring them your out. hair, Derek? I, he hasn't lately. <laughs> we can we really work with audience like yeah. uh, what are we looking at for haircuts? Oh, we'll do yours for like five bucks. Oh, no. look at Fitzy. He's yeah. got a great head of hair. <laughs> That's right. Let me see your head. I hide it. No one sees it. Ah! Yeah. Head of hair. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm good. We'll get Edison down there soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like doing like the house outings and like just totally like embracing that mind, body, spirit. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Josh and um, and Fitzy. Um, and, and Ken, too, I mean, really embrace that spirit piece, um, you know, some of the mind. You yeah. know, we got our house manager, Howie Piper, who has just been uh, my right hand, you <laughs> yeah. know, whipping, whipping me in shape. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, been, he's like the health and, and wellness advocate. So guys that are into the gym, and I understand, you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's available. Yeah. If you want to get on a, on a meal plan, you want to get on a, a workout routine, you want fitness assessments, that's what Howie's there for. Um, so we got that piece and uh, just lots of big book ripping yeah. guys through the steps. And um, That's good though. It seems yeah. like you have a lot of um, different avenues that people can take to in their recovery, obviously yeah. the spiritual, which is huge, yeah. but exercise, eating healthy, those are all important. It's very important. Yeah. Like um, Fitzy said, like what we feed our mind, what yeah. I feed my body is, it's, it's all about living clean in every area of my life. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's excellent. Well, that's, that's good to know. Um, so we're going to be wrapping this up. Uh, let me just say that, um, again, Rock Bottom to Recovery is a podcast in support of open discussion and respectfully uh, sharing of ideas and inspiration about all forms of recovery from addiction. Uh, if you have a story that you'd like to share, um, send us a message. Uh, reach out to us if you know somebody. Uh, we really want to cover as much as possible, kind of like the house, um, having different avenues that making sure that uh, we try to cover as much as possible from the science of addiction um, to uh, people's uh, stories, their testimonies, because those are always extremely powerful and needed. Um, and, um, you know, check out our podcast. We're on iTunes and Podbeans. You can watch it um, and actually see Fitzy and Derek's wonderful hair. Yeah. Um, you can see it yeah. live towards the <laughs> end of the video. Though. I get Desmond here. Yeah. It looks good. And, uh, you know, um, and I'm also a part of the Hobart Cares Coalition, so I want to mention a couple of things. Um, so the Holbrook Cares, uh, we meet the first Tuesday of every month um, at the Town Hall in Holbrook at 7 p.m. All are welcome. It's just another opportunity to connect yourself into resources, connect yourself into like-minded people. Um, if you're, um, a loved one is uh, suffering from substance use disorder, um, you know, we'll find you whatever it is that's mm -hmm. needed to kind of help you along the way, just to give you support. Um, and with that, um, I know that Holbrook Cares has um, on, I'm going to grab my reading glasses, May 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Holbrook Middle High School Auditorium, which is actually where we're at right now. Um, it's free admission. Um, they're doing the 2019 Senior Capstone presentation, Beyond the Stigma. Um, it's a youth prevention in an effort to erase the stigma and open communications and have discussions. Uh, which is very, very important now. You can't go wrong if you educate your children. Uh, today, mm -hmm. with addiction, we know firsthand yeah. mm -hmm. between the vapes, social media, the legalization of marijuana. Uh, we have Xbox, yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. So many of those things can become and will become an addiction. So it doesn't hurt yourself to come in and begin to understand how Doritos. addiction works. Doritos, ring dings. <laughs> That's right. We know that. I mean, yeah. I think we've all been down that road. Mm -hmm. um, Fitzy just brought it to light. So. <laughs> no first time, Amber yeah. Hersey. That's right. No first time, Rosario. Kevin Rosario is going to be there. Amber Hersey Smith. Um, both of them have been on the podcast. You can go back. They got some unbelievable stories. They're both doing incredible things in the recovery community that's mm -hmm. absolutely needed. This is going to be sponsored, obviously, by Rock Bottom to Recovery, Learn to Cope, Gosnold, um, Bulldog Cares, which... 
um, kind of formed as a part of Holbrook Cares. So there's a lot of positive things going on. But what we need is we need people yeah. to come out. We need parents to come out and listen to what's going on because these these kids are coming up. Um, statistically, they're going to be addicted to something. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to prevent that. So That's why I love what John and <coughs> Stephanie Green are doing with No First Time. Like, you know, always love to shout those people out, man. Yeah. Like, they're just doing amazing work in the schools. And, like, being a parent now, like, <clears throat> my son getting to that age where I can see the restlessness, the irritability, the discontent, like... You know, Fitzy and I talk about it. We have boys the same age. Yeah. And it's just like How old are the boys? Nine and ten. Nine and ten. Yeah. And you know what? Those guys have already experienced more than we've ever experienced at nine and ten oh, yeah. through social media. They're seeing things, which is crazy because this their mind isn't fully developed. It's it's yeah. it's creating they don't grasp, the habits. They yeah. don't grasp. Yeah, I was talking about it last night with um, with Amy, and we were talking about the fact that, like, I mean, when I was a kid, there wasn't, like, the, the nudity of the following. Like, you had to stay up late to see that, yeah. which you wouldn't right. be up because your parents would have you in bed. When <coughs> not, they have it at their fingertips at any point in time. They could be watching something that's completely out of their class. They don't understand it. They start spouting it, yeah. and they, they try to be about it, you know, and it's it's... Like, that's why it's like in my house, like he says, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, no, t nothing during the week, yeah. no tablets. All week, no, no electronics. Yeah, no electronics. No screen Two time. hours on the weekends. That's it. That's good. That's yeah. good. And you know, and I, I, you know, I mean, when my kids were growing up, they're in their 20s now, but, um, you know, we've used the TV to try to get things yeah. done because it occupies you. But I yeah. just think nowadays, the, uh, the, what they're exposed to, lyrics, it's Crazy. changed. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt to educate yourself. There are no lyrics. That's yeah. the thing. That's what kills me about music. I love music, man. It's yeah. like, it's, it's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. I'm it's sorry. horrific. It's on tape. <laughs> and I feel like an old man saying it, but the facts are, I was just, uh, and, uh, and not to get off the subject, because this is a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode, but I was reading Time Magazine, and it was, um, it was talking about the up-and-coming female rappers. So I went and looked one of them up. And when I'm telling you, this thing was so sexually explicit mm -hmm. that I, I was horrified. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a CEO. I, I live in this world. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. Because you know why? Because <clears throat> this is what our kids are exposed to. And parents yeah. don't realize what they have access to. And if yep. they do, and, um, you know, you, you really got to stay on track. They, I, I think they told some new kids, sex sells. Sex, sex sells. And that's what they're selling. And it's like... You know, rest in peace, peace to Nip Nipsey Hussle, you know, a guy yeah. who was actually advocating for for peace and oneness and love and, and being a radical and being a radical being yourself, yeah. you know, and 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 it's it's just so tough to to see what goes on now, you know, and I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so it was like hip-hop, but when yeah. it was like, they were street reporters, yeah. so bringing something that you would have never known about to light, and, and they, they didn't stay there, they all evolved, just like other humans, you evolve, yeah. you grow up, you move on. And now it's like, you hear some of the things that are going, you see the way the kids are, yeah. you know, it's, it's too much. It's too much, but you know what? I, we, let's leave on a positive yeah. note because they, I know some amazing kids. Actually, another episode of Rock Bottom to Recovery, the Bulldogs Cares came in. Mm. I'm telling you, these, these kids are motivated. I was about to cue that up yeah. earlier. They're, um, I, I, go to that episode just to see That's what you like. Because we do, wait. We, we episode get, what? 38. Episode 38. Check it out because we get, um, we do, we get hung up on seeing what these kids are exposed to, listening, and sometimes I think we tend to forget there's a lot of good kids out there doing the yes, right thing, yeah. and they are having a positive impact. impact. So, exactly. um, and with that, they have the Youth Provi Prevention Alliance, which is a um, Canton, Holbrook, Stoughton, and Walpole. Uh, if you are interested in becoming involved, um, you know, with Holbrook Cares or whatever, uh, we want to hear from you. Um, so uh, they are trying to do a, a short eight-minute survey and opt in to grab a raffle to win a grocery store gift card. Mm -hmm. It's at Survey Monkey. Um, I'll actually put this on the Rock Bottom page so you can check it out. And basically, um, they really do need more parents just to take that eight minutes. I know people are busy, but eight minutes and just take the survey because it really helps um, these organizations to yeah. see what's needed, where it's needed, yeah. uh, what information we could give to the kids. And um, so that's something else I'll put on there. But um, the last thing I'm going to promote 
in recovery. Um, if you don't know this, uh, Bill Farrell is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> no, straight up. So Bill Farrell. Um, I get a lot. Uh, hey, funny guy in the <laughs> name. It's not just a coincidence. Uh, but Saturday in Braintree at the Sons of Italy, um, we're doing a dinner comedy show for an organization called Reso Recovered Souls. Um, there it is up on the board, or it should be on the board. Well, Fitzy's on the board. See that picture, Fitz? <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> Amy, isn't she beautiful? That's Amy. Very yeah. beautiful. Look at that one. Look at that. Yeah. 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 That's that 80s hip hop look. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Hey, so, I'm about uh, it. Oh. Um, I don't know why. Anyways, it looks, oh, it's up on the thing right now, but yeah. um, Sons of Italy, Braintree, the doors are going to open up at 6.30, dinner's at 7.30, the show is at 8 p.m. Uh, we have um, uh, four comedians, actually one of them, I'm going to give him a shout out, Jack Shattuck, quadriplegic from Braintree, chronicled, uh, did an episode on him, yeah. dude's uh, unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable, extremely funny, he's going to be performing, so if you're looking for something to do, come on out, the tickets are $50, you can go to my page um, and get all the information, um, you can actually come out and see how I do a show, and then maybe you might say, hey, we want to do a show for us, <laughs> uh, but um, Sons of Italy, dinner comedy show. Saturday, April 27th, uh, Recovered Souls um, organization. Come out, support them, um, you know, have some laughs, great healing That's and it. laughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the best medicines there are. Yep. Um, I'd also like to uh, end by thanking um, Derek and Fitzy for coming on and telling your story. Yeah. Anytime, um, I love to talk. Real quick, <laughs> before we roll out, can you guys uh, give us some words of wisdom, give some hope to our audience members who are possibly uh, struggling in the moment that, um, you know, maybe uh, give them some words of wisdom. Let them to keep, keep moving, keep moving forward. Don't give up. Yeah. Surrender to win. Surrender to win. You know, wave that white flag. You know, and uh, let go and, and um, you know, get some help. You know what I mean? Go the, If you're struggling, you're active, you know, seek treatment. And after treatment, seek further treatment. You know, because someone told me a while back, and when I was struggling, they said, you know what? You got nothing to go home to. You know, because what you think you're fighting for, you're actually going to, you know, you're going to die in the midst of this, and then there's nothing. So, like, go get well. Yeah. We're here. There's yeah. tons of help. There's tons of options. It's not, it's not what it used to be. There's so many different yeah. avenues to go to, and, and it's, it's a beautiful life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would just say, you know, the three words that saved my life, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need help. You know? Uh, I know it's a pride and image thing and a street cred thing, especially men. Uh, I see it all the time, but, like, those three words will save your life. And, you know, if, if anybody, <clears throat> you know, needs help, like Fitzy said, there's nowadays there's there's more help available than ever. Yeah. You know, um, and I am always, <clears throat> I've dedicated my life to helping people because this stuff truly, um, had I not found recovery, I, I would be... Uh, I would be in a cemetery somewhere. Mm -hmm. and where and, could they, um, um, if they needed to connect it to you? You know, they, I, I mean, I'm on Facebook, Derek Quirk, my Revelations website, revelationsrecovery.com. Uh, on mm. Facebook, you could look up Derek Quirk, uh, Revelations Retreat on Facebook, um, you know, 781-812-8206. Yeah. Um, you can find anybody nowadays. Yeah, right? anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm always available to help anybody, whether... And, if, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, if I can't help them directly, I guaranteed know somebody that can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. So. Good stuff. Um, thank you, guys. And, thank um, you, Bill. You know what? Like um, Derek said, reach out. Uh, surrender. Um, I know that doesn't sound... Good, but um, you know what? First things first, just reach out. Um, and we'll if we can't help you, we'll find somebody that can. Um, and we are easy to find. Just check us out on Facebook, whatever. Uh, that will end the episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, check us out on iTunes and Podbeans. Be safe and uh, look for our next episode. It should be very soon. Every Thursday, 4.30. Thank you, guys. Bye.